0: You're listening to Spraymakers, the podcast that dives deep into the world of water skiing with Rossi and Trent. The guys discuss relationship to the boat and riding the line based on visuals and feeling and where they come into play. And I was actually, I was... Talking to my friend Carl and Carl's diehard spray makers listener. And um, he keeps me, you know, he keeps me filled in on his progress and he's just, uh, he's on that, you know, you know, that really exciting part of skiing where, you know, it's like breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough and it's just getting so fun. And then the light bulbs going off multiple times, you know, he's riding that, he's just riding that really fun train right now. And it's really exciting to, to hear from him. Um, And so anyway, the other day he sent me a text that I thought was really a good launching point for us to talk about. And so I thought I would start by paraphrasing his text and then uh, we'll dive right into it. But so Carl, Carl sent me a text and he's like, basically the gist of it is like, do you know where the boat is at all times in reference to where you are? like is that a peripheral vision type of thing or is it more based on the feeling of a tight rope and where you are on the tight rope and and that and he he did have a, a you know he also talked about it in relation to the gates and then that that spurred a discussion past the gates and into the course and all of that so anyway i mean vision tight rope feeling where you are in relation to the boat Trent, like where yeah. does this where does this just immediately make you jump out and go, okay, what what is it? What what are you feeling?
1: Well, <clears throat> I mean in, in just in in that regard, like to to exactly what you know, those three factors. Like I know that for myself, I I learned this on the on the gate and 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 like that that's you know, that's what we've talked what we long talked about on the gate is 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 exactly that, like understanding your relationship with the boat and and understanding, you know, its its role in in, um, its role in the entire past, right?
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, relationship to boat, by the way, is another one of those Trent isms that is a perfect statement. And it really just, it just, uh, cues that, that light bulb in my mind. When I, when I think about how I want to talk about these, these things relation to boat is such a great way to, to explain it is that well, yeah, is that how but, you work with your with your peeps like what,
1: you yeah first like for, well yeah 100 like, like, like you know we've we've uh we've gone over this this hierarchical sort of pyramid or however you want to however you want to term it but for me like the base the bottom of everything is your structure your stance the way you stand on your ski um and then for me number two is 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 relationship to the boat you know it's it's understanding you know, it, it's, it's significant understanding you know, what it is and, and like, just, just, you know, we'll get into, you know, sort of the, the light bulbs that, that Carl was having, but, but for me, that relationship of the boat is, it's going to be one, you know, it's, it's, it's tight rope and, and, and whether the rope is tight or whether the rope is loose is, is that's your relationship to the boat, you know? Um, and then, secondary to that, that is, is going to be speed and to me it's like always everything this whole thing is about is about like a transfer of of that delta like which one's going faster at which point you or the boat um through which phases for how long and then how rapid is that is that transfer of, of speed delta like how you know how or, or just you know how how quickly are you decelerating um and appreciating that the boat is obviously never decelerating and i just think like this is while this is like so obvious, I just think this is just stuff that gets overlooked. You know, you know, like there's some things it's kind of you know it's sort of scratching at your brain, but but you don't want to get out of your out of your you know your cognitive bubble to sort of explore it. But this is everything in the same reason that you you put a 22 off skier at, at 41, take him out of the course, and what's going to happen? Like it's it's you know he's going to it's it's going to implode. It's not going to look like Dan Meckler, you know, see, so, so I guess where my point is, is the buoys aren't the problem. It's your relationship with the boat is, is really it's paramount. It's everything. All right. Um, while, back while to, back the, to, so, yeah. yeah, but I, I actually, 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 no while, while the,
0: <laughs> while the iron is hot, I have other things that I kind of wanted to jump into. Uh, one yeah. being that I did, I, uh, I missed a 41 the other day. And so I free skied the rest of the pass. And while I was free skiing the pass, I was kind of trying to think about if if people were watching me right now, could they actually do what I was doing, which was relatively tight rope, free skiing 41. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, that's a sidebar. You just brought that into my mind. But uh while it's hot, I really like the way that you're talking about the relationship to the boat and and speed and um, you know, yeah, your relationship with the boat and the boat's speed relative to your speed. Yeah. And I really just want to, I want, I want to, I want, I want to hear more about that from you. And maybe that is like, could you walk me through what it is that you feel or see? And so that our listeners can, can get a little more concrete yeah. idea of what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? And like, I just, I, yeah. I really just want them to, I want them to be able to like really understand where you're going with this and have that light yeah. ball moment right now.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, everyone has a sense of this to some extent. It just might not be. I think honing this is 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 paramount. It's everything, and it's and like people are going to do it in different ways. Like think of you know like you've mentioned this how sometimes coming out of the back of a turn, um, you've got to draw that rope in a little bit um, before letting it back out. So that's that even that even having that move on sort of even that move being. you know, naturally responsive, that's understanding that, you know, at that moment, that, 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 that speed exchange wasn't great enough for the boat to smoothly pick you up. Um, so I guess if I, excuse me, I want to walk myself through this, like, you know, I think where I developed it was, was, was an exploration of, of, of trying to get closer to the ideal line on the gate. So, you know, appreciating that through the, you know, the pullout phase or the edge out phase or the cutout phase that you are, you're creating this, this, Positive Delta over the boat speed. So the boats going 36, you know, you're trying to do I'm arbitrarily because I haven't spent time with a With a you know a speed detector radar gun on, on this but you know say I'm gonna try and hit that 39 mile an hour mark on the pullout So then through the glide itself So as I enter the glide phase of, of and, You know, we'll start on the gate. I'm going faster than the boat. So through that glide I'm going to be incrementally advancing, advancing, advancing on the boat until I've decelerated to this to the 36 mile an hour mark or the 34.2 mile an hour mark. We'll say 34.2. Um and, well, and then, well,
0: well, before you do that, if if we, that, that's just saying that you would have pulled out going 34.2, Yeah, you would it, have accelerated up to 37, 38. I mean, I think it's yeah, actually higher than that, but prob- whatever.
1: Probably, yeah. But so, yeah, I just want to make going, sure that everybody yeah. understands that this is yeah. relative.
0: If you ski yeah, so at 34 go, miles an hour, you ski at 36. Exactly. We're going to go back to yeah. start this over again, 34 miles uh, an hour.
1: Yeah. More. Okay. So I'm going to pull out, I'm going to hit that 30, 39 mile an hour, whatever it happens to be. And then through the glide phase. I'm, I, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, as soon as I stop accelerating, obviously I'm going to start decelerating at a, at a controlled rate. And that climb or that upward swing through the glide is going to pause. And what that pause is telling you is that you're going exactly 34.2 someone the other day had mentioned to me, cause we were working, you know, on this ideal and, and they said, said, man, I wish he was kind of joking, but he said, I, man, I wish I had, I had a, I had a, a GPS on board. You know, and and it was a relevant comment, but I was I said, well, you do, you you absolutely do. You're attached to the boat, which does have a GPS. You you have like very specific data. So the moment that that upward swing, it starts to diminish, diminish. You know, and 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 there's just this moment. It's probably only a ski length long or two, where you and the boat are going the exact same speed. So now, like at that point, if if you were to do nothing. You know, you're going to notice. Okay, now I'm going 33. The boat's going ahead, 32, 30, you know, 31, and then the boat's going to pick me back up and speed me back up 34.2 mile an hour. Um, and even just like you know, when you say it out loud, you're like, well, yeah, it's obvious. But but being able to hone that awareness is what allows you, you know, well, one, if we're talking as since we're talking specifically about the gate, you know, being able to. to so, and, and I do it peripherally. Like I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually, you know, I'm looking down the lake as I enter the, as I enter the glide. I'm looking on my outward trajectory as I enter the into the glide of my gate. But peripherally, I'm seeing that that line of the rope, and I'm seeing, you know, and it, you know, as I recall it, it I mean, all I'm really seeing is a blur, which is the boat. But I'm seeing that line advance on the boat, and then I'm seeing that 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 advance or that upward swing start to slow down until there's that again in anticipation of that moment where I'm not swinging up but the boat is also not swinging back up you know ahead of me or, or advancing away from me that's the moment in anticipation of that stall is when I start moving into the you know the pre turn or you know or the start moving into the, the the turn back in so the moment that there is a advantage that the, the speed has been trans, or the speed advantage has been, has been transferred back to the boat the moment that i'm going 34.1 i'm already turning and then if you think about that like if if i start my turn in at 34.1 think about how much more controlled that turn can be how much longer that turn can be because the boat's picking me up at a very or the boat's advancing away from me at a very very controlled rate
0: exactly i mean you 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 and the boat are going the same speed so there's no rush to to go on like there's no it, rush the the more you miss that gap the yes. the bigger the rush is going to be if you turn in going 100%. too fast you're turning in you're going to turn into slack and then you're going to be doing that that move where you're kind of falling back to figure out where tight is and then mm-hmm. probably worse than that but feels mm-hmm. better than that is the opposite mm-hmm. where the boat mm-hmm. runs away from you And now you're losing your swing height or whatever you want to call it. The boat's racing away and now the line's tight and it's, it's safe. It's safer that way. And that's feels good, but the you're adding so much of the component of that downward running boat into your, your skiing trajectory that it becomes detrimental to, to skiing your best at least.
1: Yeah, 100%. And it's, and it's, and it's negative. It's, it's, it's negative in like in a twofold um, in a twofold way in that one. Okay. So now you're, you're, are are possible. The length of your swing is, is diminished because, you know, again, the anchor point to the rope, which is the pylon, which is in the boat, it's gotten ahead of you. So now you're, now your swing line is shorter. So that's all now. So your, your potential to, to create speed before the center line is already diminished one. And two, the time you have to finish that is, is significantly diminished too, because the boat has such a speed advantage on you before you even start the turn. And you know, if you if you start rolling into that turn at 31 miles an hour, and the boat's doing 34 your space is gone and your time is gone. That's when start things start to feel fast and hectic and crazy. It's it's and we want to we we want to in our minds we want to justify it like it feels fast because I'm late. And it's like, well, yes and no. I mean, the 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 reference of the buoy coming at you, yeah, it makes things feel faster. But it feels fast because because it is fast, the, the 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 speed you're sensing is is the the disparity between your speed and the boat speed. But when you're everything's working in sync like that, 34 or 36, it 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 doesn't feel fast until something goes wrong, you know. And just it, unfortunately, so many people set this up in a manner where it's it's going to feel fast, especially when they get to their harder passes.
0: Well, I mean, again, we go back to my my comment earlier, which is the allowing the boat to get away from you and having a very tight line can feel very safe and safe. But, but like, it's kind of like a risk reward type of area, right? Like you have to be, you have to be willing to push the envelope and understand where you are on that, on that swing. Like for Mm -hmm. me, you know, I I relate, I, I really liked what you were thinking about, about the potential part of like, if the boat's getting away from you, your potential acceleration zone, or like Mm -hmm. I I think of it as a swing. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you imagine that you just grab your, grab your, you know, I, I have two boys. So let's say I put one of my boys on the swing and I pull him backwards, you know, maybe five feet and then let it go. Like it's going to want to go five feet past center, and that's about where his rhythm is going to want to go. Well, we have a set height that we're trying to ski at for any given speed. So, well, it's actually any given line length that we're at. So what, that's why we all, whenever you hear people talking, that we're always usually talking about like gate turn, and we want to make sure we're at the width of two, four, and six buoy line. Like there's a reason why we're setting these swings up the way we are. And so if you're, if you're skiing up on the boat and I think there's a lot of timing that goes on there that we really kind of probably need to spend more time discussing, but if you never, if you're turning from, I I get so many of my give go uh, lessons, I see people turning in for their gates and they are not getting into their what I call accelerating position their mm-hmm. stance their when they really truly start going side to side where that dropping in from dropping into your gate where that brings the ski around into that position that you're going to accept the boat's pull you're in the right place and you're going most people i don't see get to that place until they're at the whitewash so yeah. the outside of the spray line of the boat and that yeah. and then and then if you listen you listen to us you're going to know that we want to be we want to be max, max done right at center line, So the narrower that you're finding that, that groove, the shorter your acceleration zone is, the less you're going to want to stay connected and ski out to the proper width of the buoys. So anyway, that's, it's a deep, deep talk right there, but I think that's a, a, a really kind of Im- important understanding of what's, what's happening.
1: Cause it, cause it, it... Excuse me. It's everything. Like, and again, like just back to that analogy. You take a twenty-eight off skier, put them at forty-one. Let them free ski, and and it's 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 not going to be right, right? I mean, it's so so, so that it just it's kind of eye opening. We're like, yeah, you're right. Like the challenge is really sinking with the boat, and then obviously making the you know that you have to then make sure that you're within the parameters of the course. But but you know again like the buoys aren't the hard part. Right. Um, so I, I just want like one thing that you had said and you're absolutely right about, um, how for most people it's more comfortable to let the boat dry ahead of them and tighten the rope up and turn in on a tight rope. And you're 100% correct. So I, I think cause a lot of people feel out of control or they feel like they don't have the support to turn in, you know, at speed. And, and that goes back to, you know, one of the well, the first thing I'd mentioned about, you know, fundamentals of relationship with the boat is, is understanding that, you know, the rope needs to be tight. So, you know, I think in your, you know, in your exploration of trying to figure out that that perfect speed to time it or perfect speed to turn in at, um, none of this is, it's, it's not, it's, it, it it's not possible without, without the rope being tight to begin with, which is, you know, a product of just of a, a trajectory you know when you pull out for that gate and you come up into your glide and make sure that you know you're not running parallel you're not running or leaning back to the inside like make sure you're swinging out on, on the full length of the rope
0: yeah uh i mean that can't be overstated i mean when, when i'm listening to us go back and forth on this topic i mean the first thing that i i'm queuing in on is for our listeners is to understand how to ski with swing you must be working on your gates so it's time right now especially this time of year let's go back and really you know listen to the gates episodes you know really get that that thought process going through your mind and then understand that this is why we're hammering the gates so much is that it is establishing your speed width rhythm that will want to perpetuate or go with you all the way down the course so um you know like when you're going to turn a two ball are you are you looking for that line to be super tight and, and pulling you before you commit to turning in to, for, for a buoy too for your second turn? No, you're coming in there. You're feeling your swing. When you reach the top of your swing, you're dropping in and you're moving and you're getting going. So what we're really doing is trying to teach you to ski the course on the gates in a more close manner to how you're skiing the rest of the rest of the pass. And I think that's really important that people understand that, yes, we're being calculated with the gates, but I can tell you that like the number one punchline to this whole thing from the gate standpoint is I miss my gates a lot in practice, maybe more often than not. Trent, tell me why I'm missing my gates. And why I don't care because
1: because you are one hundred percent more interested or one hundred percent focused on hitting the perfect time not not a not not the right time to turn in or not a good enough time to turn in, um, but the perfect time to turn in as it relates to your speed um, and the boat speed. Mm-hmm. I mean that that, that and, is and, plain and, and yeah, and you know anyone that's followed. Your career knows you're you're not a, a miss the gates guy, so you know what I mean. So, and and I had a I had the same conversation with um, Jason McClintock, uh, Canadian national national record holder, all around badass guy, um, radar skier, and, and and he had that question. Like he reached out to me because he's like, man, he said I see dudes like pro dudes online missing their gates. He's like, I don't I don't understand, like why. Yeah. If their timing's not as good as mine was his question, and he wasn't being facetious. He was, you know, he's a he's a pro skier, pro coach, but he he wanted that that same question answered. And I and I you know I know it's coming from a genuine place, and it was that was a conversation. I was like, well, you know, all these guys could make their gates every single time if that was their sole focus. It's not like they have some inability to to you know to time it. It's mm-hmm. it's they're searching for something different, something, something better. And it's, and it's that like, you know, obviously two weeks before a tournament, you know, it's kind of my golden rule to anyone that, I, that I'm working with is we, we miss zero gates, but you know, if you, if you know you're on, you're going to lose speed just to get through that right hand gate ball and you don't have a tournament coming up, you're way better off training yourself to find the right line. And then, you know, then adjusting on your, on your, on your subsequent pass.
0: My 12 and eight year olds drive me Baddie, <laughs> Trent. I'm. It, it is maddening to me because it won't do it. they will not miss their gate, and i it trying. Kinda, to, it's kind of oh. cool
1: too, though, right? We just like, well, okay, like, kind of know what I'm talking about here, fellas. But they're 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 that you know. um um, I guess maybe results oriented, you know, that that they won't, they won't loosen their grip on that, huh?
0: Well, it's a fundamental rule of the course. It's basically the first rule of the course. It's the first rule of the course. (laughs) You must go through these two red buoys. And so for them in their, in their priority of understanding is like, well, I have to go through these. And then, and then next problem that I have is I have to turn this next buoy. And so they're running it that way. So it's not like I don't, we don't see this. It's not like this isn't, this is naturally bred into us for, from a core standpoint that we should be trying to make our gates every single time. Yeah. But, but listen, and I'm not saying to you, Trent, but for, for the rest of our people, like that's the, that's the exclamation point, the star, star this, you have to learn to ski with a certain rhythm if you want to progress like you you need to like we talk about speed and direction and timing and all these things. But if you're always starting where the boat's going away from you and the boat's going faster than you are when it's time to turn in, then essentially you you've set yourself up to chase the boat the whole time. It's Mm -hmm. never going to feel it's, it's actually, I can promise you, it's never going to feel that good. You're always going to feel like you're on the edge of the uh, edge of your pants the whole time. You're racing into the buoy. You're racing out of the buoy. You can't ever catch up to the boat. And all of that stuff or a majority of it comes from how we're choosing to start the course. And so I think that's why we hammer it. So, so, so much.
1: And ultimately it's, it's limiting, right? Like your, your, your ability to continue. Continuously shorten the rope is based purely on the line. You know how to ski, you know, and th- there's a reason why. You know, there's a few different, you know, there's a few different benchmarks. And 38 is, they're all the same. I, I don't, I, 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 I don't bind to that. Like, you know, here's the great divide. It's not the, that's not true. But I think, you know, there's a large population of skiers that run a good enough line to get through 35, and then then the subsequent passes just feel like a completely different game where where if you just think about it and it's just in its cleanest sense that all it is, is about the line you're on, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you can learn to run the the subsequent pass on the previous pass. If you just run a higher, faster line, you, you know, um, run a bit, run a better line than is required. So right. w- then back to, then Carl, um, sounded like he kind of like followed up with you know, this, then also kind of shifted into, he had, I think he had asked you, like the, uh, how does this understanding or this or this awareness of space and speed as relates to the boat, this this relationship with the boat, how does that apply after the gates? like is it like for you are you is I mean, are you seeing and sensing and evaluating in the same manner or a different manner or well, Cause obviously think, it's important as it's important on the gate, it's important through the entire past, but are you evaluating it differently i I, I do. It's,
0: it's like, it's like, you know, my answer to him was it's both it's, it's vision and timing, meaning I do see certain things, but ultimately I need, I need to be, have a complete understanding of where, where I am on my turn cycle or, you know, where I am on the swing, you know, however Mm -hmm. it is that, that your brain needs to wrap around it to understand where you are on that tight rope. Um, as you say, uh, Trent, your relation to the boat, your boat speed. Like I don't necessarily only on the gate. Do I actually feel that? Yeah, it's not true. It's not true. It's just easier for me on the gate.
1: Well, yeah. Right? And maybe you evaluated, you evaluate it on the gate, you know, in, in a, maybe a more, uh, detailed manner because there's just less going on at that point. But you, when you are coming into a turn fast, you know, you're fast.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right? So, the uh, amount of
1: calculations that are going on is insane. Like, like I, I'm guessing that, you know, you're fast coming into one because maybe you sense or let's, let's say we're coming into three, you know, maybe you're, you know, you're fast coming to three because you sense that you lost speed out of two and had more angle, more load, maybe a little more inside tip, like all this stuff, you're calculating all this stuff. So, you know, like, you know, you're still, you're still appreciating that relationship.
0: A hundred percent. And then you're having to run your processor to, I've been in this place before many times. This isn't the place I really want to be, but here I am. So what's the, what's the move? What's my best choosing or choice for attacking this to set me up on the backside of this the best I can so that I can hook into so that my speed in relation to the boat or whatever you want. I mean, the answer is so I can hook into a tightrope at the finish to, I can build into the next buoy and hopefully start improving this situation versus just trying to deal with and, or making this a bad situation worse. Right. So Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's the kind of stuff that's really important. And then for me, I, it's, it's like this, I worked vision a lot. We've done, we've, we've done, yeah. we've done a vision, we've done a vision episode in in a previous season, but I, I can tell you that great skiers see everything. I, I truly I believe that. Like they see so much more. It's not just the buoy. It's not just the, um, the tree, you know, the shoreline. It's not just in relation to the ship, to the boat. Uh, every they'll see, like I, when I ski, I can tell if somebody, you know, like one of the lakes I ski on right now at Stillwater, there's there's docks all the way up and down the lake. Now, when I'm skiing, I'm, you know, I'm really honed in and, you know, maybe I'm running a 38 or a 39, I'm honed in, but I I will actually notice that somebody's walking on their dock while I'm skiing. No. It's not, no. less. less I'm, I'm not trying to be a cool guy about this. What I'm trying to show no, no, you no. Is, the, is the level of what I'm seeing. If somebody shifts in the boat while I'm skiing, I'm like, what, why? I mean, I see it. I don't let it bother me, but I see it. If there's a bird that swoops down, you know, like I see all of those things. So I think that vision plays a, a, a big role. Like, can you imagine trying to drive your car, you know, with a blindfold on how are you going to do that? Or what if, what if I were to, um, let the blindfold come up and down like a strobe effect, right? Like yeah. the more, the or, more or if you, you take if away you had the... no. Yeah, go ahead. yeah,
1: or if you had no I was just like just to your point, like like if you had no side windows and no rear view mirrors, right? You were still looking at the windshield. Right. That's exactly. that's the difference between like that's the difference between like local vision or global vision, which is exactly and 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 like yeah, I know I know you you thought you were running the risk of making it sound like you were saying something absurd or bragging or something, but you, you're one hundred percent right. When you're skiing well, you see everything, right? everything. I mean
0: everything. So uh,
1: back to finish
0: off that analogy, maybe it's like when it's you're in Florida and it's pouring rain and your windshield wipers can't keep up, right? Like how are you yeah. going to judge at at your current speed? Do you do you keep going at your current speed when you're when your windshield wipers aren't aren't keeping up? The answer to that, the correct answer to that people is no, I <laughs> slow down. I slow down Hopefully. until I can keep my vision, right? Well, guess what? Yeah. The boats never slowing down in the course. So we need to make sure that we have ultimate vision while skiing so that just as we had talked about before, when I come into a, when I come into every buoy, I'm not on the perfect line. I'm not on that early trajectory. There's times where, you know, I've tipped to the inside. I'm running on a slightly loose rope. I'm trying to figure out what my best plan of attack is here. And I can't imagine, you know, having to make that calculation right as I get to the buoy, because now I see the buoy and now I, now I, oh, I'm here and having to make a split second, you know, I'm, I'm always trying to have the greatest amount of vision I can have so that I have the most amount of time to make those exact calculations that we were just talking mm-hmm. about.
1: Yeah. I think like, as it relates to specifically to what, you know, what we're talking about relationship to vote for me, I think it's, well, it's probably threefold. Obviously one of them is timing. Cause you just, you know, you've done it enough to you know to be able to make those kind of speed calculations but for me i think it's two really primary things and it's sources of information one is tactile so g- given that the rope is tight hopefully or when the rope is tight you're getting this this tactile information that you know you can feel yourself you can feel yourself swinging up on the boat and you can feel when that when that swing is about to stall out and match the boat speed and then you know progressively you can feel again if the rope's tight you can feel as that boat starts to advance away from you so there it's like tactile information you that 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 you know the rope being tight one allows you to be wider on the buoy but but that's a source of information when you come in on a on a loose line you just it's hard to it's hard one of your sources of information is just being stripped away so it's harder to know where you are I have that I call it like free falling into a turn. You just you you know, kind of hoping for the best at that point. Um, and then the other one is definitely for me is visual. In the same way that I'm seeing down the line of the rope on the gate and 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 its attachment point to the boat, which which again is is, is I don't really see the boat. I I do see it as a blur, but um, seeing that peripherally seeing that line of the rope as I'm swinging up to apex and, and approaching that, that nice stall point where we're going the same speed and then being, then calculating like, okay, now how fast is that, is, is the anchor point, the pylon starting now moving away from me. Like that's, that's what, that's what, that's how I determine how long I can move through the turn, how, how urgent things have to be or how like, okay, let's abandon everything, get my hips up. Cause that, that, pylon is flying away from you at that point. There's, it's, there's that tactile source information and, and then visual. And then again, like you said, obviously, you know, just that sense of timing is, is helping you, um, sort of, uh, evaluate or translate all this information you're getting.
0: I mean, we could, we should just end the episode right there. I mean, I think that's, that's the closing, that's the beautiful closing line. Uh, except for the fact that I feel like I Want to add more to this, but you just nailed that in in (laughs) a hundred in a hundred percent. Um, and so I think I think that that's that's what we're striving for. And then you need to find your way. You need to find the ways to get yourself comfortable with that situ. You know, with with those kind of ideas and and that game plan. And for me, yeah, you know, I've spent I had to spend a lot of time working vision and and. Being the focal point of my skiing for a while, now is a great time in the year to be doing it when, or just after your, your big tournaments, if you have some coming up or whatever, but between now and the end of the season, it's a good, good test of, of doing this. And I'll tell you right now, a lot of people get, a lot of people do not understand where they're looking or what they're looking at. And I think that it, it can help you to become a better skier in the fact that it's going to give you. Uh, Hopefully a little bit more awareness of where you are so that you can then start to key in on your relationship to the boat as your main focal point. But having the visual heighten, you know, heightening your visual awareness can also then help you to understand that relationship to the boat. So what I was getting at there is, you know, like for me, when I'm getting ready to to start my edge out or my pull out for my gates, I am looking at the boat and looking at the pre gates and the, the re- boat's relationship to the pre gates. And then I'm also judging the wind. And do I have a wind coming at my face? What does that mean? Okay. I have a headwind when I pull out, am I going to be able to keep my speed? No, I'm going to be losing more speed. Okay. How do I shift for that? There's a lot of cal- the, all, It's always a calculation going on. Right. So, yeah. but I'm seeing that relationship that that relationship. I'm like, now is my start point. Then I do my stand tall. I work on my fall. I'm not, I'm not super hyper-focused on what I'm looking at at that moment. I'm more thinking about this, this process that I'm in. I'm at my lowest point. I'm harnessing that in, I'm harnessing that load. I'm like, okay, I just worked this hard to create this energy. Now I'm just going to hold on to this while the boat pulls me up over the top of my ski. Now I'm Seeing the now, my vision is seeing the entire lake. I see the gates. I see the front of the boat, but that's more out of my side of my eye. I'm just kind of looking at the water. But really, what I'm doing is what you're talking about, Trent. I'm judging. I'm going faster than the boat. Faster than the boat. Faster than the boat. I'm skiing up, 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 up. up. And people that have coached on Give Go hear me say that all the time. Like I'm going up, 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 up. Oh, that's it. Go
1: right then, bang, exactly right, it. snap
0: yeah. like it's and yeah. then the moment you aren't going up 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 the next <laughs> moment you're going to be going
1: back 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 That's really. and we funny. don't want that, that. it's funny though even the way this that was eliciting like like emotion for me because it, it's like when i when i'm watching someone who's you know skiing i know particularly well it's like i see that like they're pulling out and i'm just like getting excited for them yes 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 i'm like no, mm-hmm. no, 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 no! Now you went. I was like, no, 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 you missed that. It's a, good, it's fun. in the same way that I get excited with my own skiing. Like as I'm nearing that point, it's like I, it's just like I can feel this energy build. I, I feel it watching someone ski too, and then it's a little bit, ah, uh, it's like deflating when they don't move when they should have. Right, right. So anyway, so then I'm, I'm going
0: up, 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 up. Now at that moment, as I'm getting really at the end of my ups, like I know I'm getting real close there. I am using my peripheral, or even just slightly more focus on where the front of the boat is in relation to the gate, just as a as a common idea, just so I know. Like, am I in the ballpark here, or am I going to miss these way early? You know, and I, if you're just starting this process, you're not going to know. And my suggestion to you is, you focus on the up, 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 go versus where am I in the gates? Am I gonna make my gates, am I not? That's why I'm not I'm not worried about that right now. What I'm worried about is getting this process right, skiing up on the boat. When the boat and I match, I'm dropping in, I'm going. Now, if that is a really nice, if I did that technically sound and I missed my mm-hmm. gates by three feet early, this is the easiest fix there's ever gonna be. All I have for to sure. do is pull out three feet later.
1: Yeah, for sure. You like have real might, data at that point. Like, right. real, like real data, not like the, ah, I think I was early. I went through the gates, so I know I was early-ish, so I'll just go later-ish this time. Instead of, like you said, hit that perfect line, and then you have perfect data. Oh, 18 inches, cool. I'll pull out two feet later just to be safe.
0: Right. I mean, that's literally so that's so the reason when we go back to you saying like or me saying that I miss my gates a lot and then you backing that up and saying, well, we don't know Rossi as a miss the gates type of dude in tournament. So how how does that gap happen? Well, that gap happens because I'm working on the sequence of events. Uh, to lead mm-hmm. myself up on the boat the best i can and then when the boat and i match i turn in and then if that if that's pretty dialed in and i'm i'm able to replicate that over and over again and i like what i'm doing there then literally all i'm doing is adjusting when i when i start my pull-out And that's it. Then the whole sequence is dialed in. So why wouldn't I be doing that and missing my gates and going, oh, I just need to shift my entry point. And and some of that comes with confidence, right? Like, oh, man, I'm three feet. I'm three feet early from my gates. I have to go three feet later than I really want to go because, you know, and so that's that's the game. I, I, I think water skiing or skiing, the course, is a game of trust. And a lot of trust in what you're doing and where you're heading. You know, it's like when we talk about our keys episode, you know, are you trusting your keys or are you abandoning them at the first op- opportunity that you get? Right. Okay. Like so anyway, so that that I'm doing now. Now, when I'm getting ready, to, when once I start to drop in for the drop in for the gate on my gate timing, I am actually looking at buoy one. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna disappear behind the boat and it's gonna do all this stuff. But I'm what I'm my main goal is is that I'm feeling the line as I'm coming into the center. I can't see the buoy because the boat's blocking it. Then all of a sudden, because I've been looking for it, I see it as early as I possibly can, wherever that is, and I'm really hyper focused on that the buoy is more yes, I'm looking at it, but I am not like infatuated with it. I'm more using that as a point of reference and then feeling myself saying connected to, to the rope, my, you know, to the, to the swing, to the outbound trajectory. But I do want to know, like, I'm, I, I would like to make a turn right there. I mean, that's where I'd like to, you know, the buoy represents not the start of your turn. It represents, I want to be done to, this is the earliest that you can be done turning and starting to cut for the next buoy. Right. So mm-hmm. I want to see that buoy early enough that I can make all of those calculations and and build my truss as good as possible to ski, as well as possible to ski all the way to that apex on that tight rope and hopefully drop in and be right backside of that buoy, accelerating from as close to the buoy width height as I can into center line and, and just keeping that type of line going. And so it's the moment that I know that I'm, Done and like I'm about to turn to I know I'm around it. I'm not gonna hit the buoy. I had a plenty of width. I'm thinking about where I am on the, you know, if I came in narrow and a little bit loose, then I will I already know that my vision's my vision's centered, I'm balanced, but I know that my turning point is not going to be right at the finish of the buoy. It's gonna shift down course just a little bit. So I'm seeing that I'm kind of seeing that point that I want to turn at. And the moment that I know I'm there. Then I take my vision up again and I want to look towards where I'm heading to that next that next place because it's just like driving the car in the rain with the windshield wiper. Like if you're just sort of looking somewhere and then not looking there anymore, and then I'm gonna look there some other time, like maybe after the wakes and da-da-da-da-da. You're you're kind of creating a strobe effect that I don't like. I kind of wanna just yeah. see, yeah, I wanna yeah. see everything, but I'm not. And this is what's so important that I think people get infatuated with the buoy and watch it, not only watch themselves to the, where they know they're going to go around it, but then they watch it go underneath their arm. And some people actually watch it, like go by them, you know, which yeah. then turns their kind of affects the way that your upper body and all of that stuff reacts. So anyway, the point is just really to understand like, where are you and, and how much understanding do you have in general of your vision? Because, If you can just have a generalized game plan that you're comfortable with and you're seeing things more, the end result is a better understanding of your relationship to the boat. Your speeds in relation to the boat is the same thing, and we want to be making those turns at the highest possible point, which is that point which you and the boat match, and then we can turn into a tight rope and continue that process down down the line.